0: Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hasselman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 37 of Unscripted. I am Bill Petrie, your co-host, and with me, as always, is Good Time Player Man from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Haasman. Kirby, I love asking you this question, and I even love your answer more. How the hell are you?
1: You know what? Even better than normal, my friend. Uh, Lots of uh, good stuff going on in my world. Lots of good stuff going on in your
0: world, too. There are, and we're going to get to that, but I know know you're you're doing doing better. better. You know know what's what's even better than that? that? What's that? kitchen products from yes, Bay State. Sure. And I didn't know if you realize the quality of those kitchen products, unsurpassed in the industry, I am not sure that there is one other company besides Bay State that could claim the highest quality, not only of the product itself, but the imprinting. And if you are looking for kitchen products for your clients and you want those promotional products to be kept and used for years and years and years, look no further than your Google machine and type in baystate.com and look at all the options you have.
1: Absolutely, good job as always, my friend.
0: Thank you. So, Kirby, do you have do you have something you want to ask me? Maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we got we need to address um, the big news, the elephant in the room. Uh, it sounds like you've made a, a pretty important transition here, and so I'm excited for you. And I, I, I just want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about it.
0: Well, thank you, Kirby. Um, in I knew you were going to ask, so yeah. this is slightly not slightly scripted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I um, when I started Brand of um, in two thousand, gosh, fourteen, I really did it as initially. It was really just an online resume. I was kind of at a career crossroads. I didn't know where my next move was, and my I, very candidly, and I wrote it in my blog that. Uh, it dropped Monday morning uh, this week. Um, my confidence was at an all time low, mm. and so I really built unscripted. Actually, I didn't build unscripted. This would be unscripted. Correct. I built Brandivate, um, to really help find a job. Right. And what I completely changed the way I approached that that process by putting myself out there through blogs and through content marketing. And a funny thing happened on the way to trying to find a job. I built a business. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I really enjoyed doing that. I learned so much about myself. And then last fall, and I think we talked about this, I kinda came to a realization that I had done I, I had committed the cardinal sin that a lot of entrepreneurs do. And that's I fell in love with my own brand. (laughs) Sure. And um, so I fell in love with my own brand, and I had to really take a step back and say, what am I trying to accomplish here? Because the challenge with building a consulting business, and and make no mistake, I I consider it a huge success. I was able to support my family with it. I was able to uh, do some great things in in the industry with it. I met more people um, than I ever thought I would meet, and I've had more opportunities than I ever thought I had. But the bottom line is, for me, it's not scalable. Mm-hmm. I, I never was going to hire somebody else to do consulting work, right. so I could I could um, scale my speaking fees, I could scale my consulting fees, but at the end of the day, it was just me. Right. And and I really kind of felt I had taken brand of as far as it was going to go. And I, if you remember, I retooled my whole perspective kind of at Expo when I had someone tell me you know what your biggest problem is? Because I was kind of, I wasn't complaining so much. I was just sharing, this is where I'm at. I I, I don't think I can grow it. I can't scale it. I kind of, I got to figure out what to do. And he said, you know what your problem is? And, and, you know, when you hear that question, you better, yeah, brace for impact. (laughs) And, and he said, you're considered a thought leader in the industry.
1: (laughs) What a weird problem.
0: He said, you're only known as a thought leader in the industry. And you know what the problem is? There's no money in being only a thought leader. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit of a wake-up call for me um, that I really needed to approach it differently. So I very um, very publicly put it out there that I was looking. I was looking for opportunities to partner. And Joel Moore, who we both know from Promo Corner, Mm -hmm. had reached out to me and asked uh, if I was serious. And when I told him I was, we just started talking. And Promo Corner is at a point where where they've grown and they're very well known in the industry and they've got great tools, but they really want to take that to the next level. And the conversations Joel and I had, he felt that acquiring Brandivate and, and acquiring me as part of that, and me serving as president of Promo Corner to help them brand and grow and find different revenue streams. It was really a good marriage for both of us. And at first it seemed like a good idea. And the more we talked about it, it seemed like the ideal mm. idea. Yeah. And so uh, we came fairly quickly uh, to terms. And uh, I am now president of Promo Corner. I am, I, I've said goodbye to Brandivate Billy. And I'm <laughs> saying hello to Promo Corner Petrie.
1: I love it, man. And dude, I you know, we've been friends for a while now and and uh, I'm just I'm excited for you. I think it's a great fit and I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. So kudos, man. Awesome Thank stuff.
0: Thank you. I'm excited too. And I get to do the same things I've always done. I'll still write a blog every Monday. It's just gonna be on Promo Corner. It's right. not gonna be on Brandavate. I'm still gonna do the adult beverages of the week. It'll just be on the promo corner social platforms, not on the brand debate social platforms. I'm still going to advocate for the industry. I'm still going to speak at industry events. In fact, prob- people will probably see more of me than they had before. Um, it's just it's it's me doing the same thing I've done with brand of Eight. I just have a a, a a more firepower behind me to do it. Yeah,
1: no, man. I, I think it's going to be really cool to see where you take it. So. Congratulations. Well, thank man. you. Yeah,
0: thank you very much for asking. You know, I, I uh, never want this podcast to be self-serving, but I guess it's some bit of news in the industry. I got some nice feedback from people Monday when the news uh, dropped, so uh, I, I appreciate you asking. And and I and we will continue to do this podcast. Yes, that's not going away, people, <laughs> whether you want us to or not. That's right. <laughs> Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, as president of Promo Corner, we're looking for sponsors for Unscripted. (laughs) So if you would like to sponsor this podcast, you can email me at bill at com. And man, I'd be happy to help you out. You know what? I can hook you up.
1: Absolutely. You're the right person to reach out to. So cool. I am
0: now the right person to reach out to, Kirby.
1: All right, bro. Well, do you have a topic you want to jump into?
0: You know what I do? Let's let's shift gears and, and take the focus off of uh, my own narcissism and talk about something else. <laughs> okay. So the latest iPhone chart the latest iPhone rumor. I don't know if you've heard about this. So you know, iPhone seven. The big thing with the iPhone seven was that there was no three and a half millimeter plug, right? Right, right. And so, from an industry perspective, that. Probably, and I would love actually some feedback from suppliers. In this my my sense it would be it's impacted sales a little bit on earbuds and, and, and those type of accessories sure. because now now it's it's got to be uh, plugged into their Lightning port or they have to use Bluetooth. So the biggest I don't know if you heard this. So the biggest rumor for the iPhone eight, mm-hmm. and you know, but as soon as the iPhone one iPhone comes out, let's start speculating on the next one. Right. Right. But, but it looks – all indications are that Apple's actually moving on from the lightning port, oh, that wow. they are giving that up. And they're going to actually instead of leading, and, and one could argue when was the last time Apple really led, but that's a topic for another day. They are following everybody else, and they're moving to a, USB, a USB-C hmm. charging platform, yeah, I didn't which, would be, which would be much more universal. Interesting. Yeah, and in you know these come from reputable sources. It's not fake news. This is not <laughs> fake news. Um it, so it probably be a year year and a half away before they do this cuz usually what they have a iPhone 7 and then a 7S and that type of stuff. Right. How do how do you how do you think that's going to impact our industry cuz so many charging cords and charging accessories have been sold for that device.
1: Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> It's almost, and again, as you said, you don't know if I'd heard, I have not heard this. Okay. So, this is brand new to me. So, my initial reaction is I don't believe it. Um, I think, you know, I feel like Apple has built a ton of infrastructure into doing that. Um, And so, I almost find it hard to believe because, you know, it's so hard to get certification. I mean, the one specific charger that goes to all of them, there was such a huge controversy about that when that all happened. I mean, I just find it hard to believe that Apple would do that. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, because as you said, generally speaking, they want to be different, even if sometimes it's different for different sake. So man, I, I, I certainly have no authority or no sources, but gosh, I find that hard to believe.
0: Well, the number is zero and that's how many shits Apple gives what anybody thinks what they're going to (laughs) do. Um, so, because I mean, they took away the, the three and a half millimeter port, right? I mean, the, the head port. So, I, I if they've got it in their head, they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And I don't, I think, I don't want to say they're so um, impressed with themselves that they don't really care what people think, but that's how it feels. And I don't think they think their business will be impacted significantly if they decide to just completely turn left. And I'm, you know, it, to me, though, very rarely has Apple admitted defeat. Mm. And, By going away from a proprietary charging system, that feels like a little bit of a defeat for me. Mm,
1: Yeah.
0: Like you could argue that taking away the three and a half millimeter port, which has been ubiquitous in every electronic for, gosh, what decades, that's – you could argue that's leading the way. I'm not sure it is, but let's just say it is. When you take your primary charging vehicle – and do what Samsung is doing and all the other phone manufacturers are doing, yeah. I'm not sure you're eating anymore.
1: No, that's fair. I, I, maybe their next phone will automatically and randomly burst into flames, because if they do that, then they'll really be following.
0: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, the, hey, the other iPhone rumor, and this sounds really cool, that the uh, the glass will have facial recognition, so you won't have to use a thumbprint or anything to unlock your phone. Okay. It'll do facial recognition, seriously.
1: Yeah, uh, And it will fly. Um, <laughs> I, yeah.
0: And it makes a great pancake.
1: <laughs> well, that's good stuff, man. That's good yeah. stuff. I'll be, I'll be super curious to see if that's how it goes.
0: All right, so you got a topic for me? Let's go.
1: Okay. Um, so I'm wait having- a minute,
0: Kirby. I'm sorry, Kirby. I have to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't thank you in the beginning of this podcast <laughs> for having the courage to do this podcast with me, and you have shown a tremendous amount of, of courage because I didn't thank you. Oh. For having that courage.
1: Well, hey, you're welcome. And thank you as well, bro.
0: Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No problem. So this is I, this is one of those moments where I think it, within our industry, many of us have different pet peeves within the industry. Um, and I, I wanted to address a couple of mine just because they've kind of reared their head this week. And I think I'd be curious to hear what other people think. I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, because you hear about pet peeves when you say setup charges or proof charges or any of that stuff, but mm-hmm. this week um, a couple different times. So um, so recently, uh, one of my uh, team members, one of the sales reps, sent in an order, and it's for it's for a, a government uh, based uh, customer, and they pay exactly what is on. You know, you have to get an estimate or whatever, and they will pay to the penny what it is and no more. Right. Right. And so, you know, you have to be more creative with the, uh, you know, estimating shipping and I get all the basics of that, right? But one of the things that um uh, happened with multiple vendors is we sent in um PO and just said, Hey, we, we really need this to be exact quantity, right? Mm-hmm. And multiple vendors said, Look, there's gonna be a twenty five dollar charge in order to get um, you know, for it to be exactly The right quantity, Um, and my initial reaction was just exasperation because I get it, and and please, I I, it's so funny because people come back and they're like, hey, it's just this is a manufacturing deal, and so I can explain it to you if you have time and you can take your smart pills, and I get it, (laughs) right? Like, but this feels like one of those pieces where you know we talk about partnerships or whatever. Here's the thing. Customers don't understand that. Customers do no. not have to pay an extra charge to Amazon to get exactly what they ordered, and so this is one of those pieces where, as an industry, we have a disconnect from the people who buy our product, and it, it, it's it's not just that it pisses off distributors; it's that it pisses off customers. And so, and, and we had a, so I had a second, and again, same kind of deal, right? Where a, a decorator had, you know, they ruined. X amount of shirts mm-hmm. and you know it fell within their guidelines of the number of shirts they're able to, to ruin um, and, and still get away with it. Well, mm-hmm. we looked at it and we're like, no, actually it's a little higher percentage. So we called them on it and they said, well, there were two decoration locations. So technically we're looking at it based on the number of decoration locations. <laughs> and so with that as our backdrop, then we're underneath the percentage again no customer on the planet is saying well i ordered 350 shirts but there's 700 locations so you know it's okay that i don't get eight shirts I, like again we have to start looking as an industry to what our customers understand and stop like there's so many things that go on with our industry that we just accept those are no customer understands that and when when people start to provide solutions that make more sense to the customer, the customer is going to go there.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean that that scenario and the way you lay it out is, is mind-numbingly idiotic. Um, <laughs> it really is, and I'm sure there are people smarter than me that could try to explain it away. It still doesn't change the fact that it's idiotic, and and what that does. And you and I have talked about this. Not, I don't. We may have talked about it on the podcast. We may not have. But you're making it difficult for people to give you money. Yes. Right. And, and to me, and and that's a friction point. Yep. When you're making it difficult for me as your customer to give you money, you're creating friction. You're, ma- you're 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 making me work to give you money, and that pisses me off. Right. It's bad enough I'm parting with money to get something, because it's always a little painful, to, no matter how excited you are about the purchase. Right. But now when you make it difficult. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. I I, I do agree that um, in this instance the supplier is 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 likely wrong, assuming that I I know all the information.
1: And you probably don't. And so so again so. Uh, but yeah, you know, we want to like,
0: qualify. Yeah. I don't want to blight anybody on fire, but I mean you're right. I mean you shouldn't have to pay an extra charge to get what you want.
1: When, when's the it's, last w- time you ordered from Zappos and they were like, hey, it's ten bucks extra to get two pair, like an actual pair of shoes.
0: Right. Otherwise, I mean, we're going to sh-
1: send you a third shoe and you're going to pay for that extra shoe.
0: Here's where I understand it, and I don't know what I don't know what the product was. I don't know if you're at liberty to say. If it's plastic bags that are on a high speed press, okay, I get that because that's difficult to get an exact number. It is, right? Because yep. it's they're printing yep. so calendars in the same way. Yep. Cal- exactly. Thank you. It's from the calendar king of Kashocan, people. <laughs> yes. But if you're talking about mugs or drinkware or apparel. Yeah. It's not that hard to do exact quantities. Yeah. It's really not. It's this legacy bullshit thing of our industry yeah. that suppliers have always been able to have in their back pockets that, um, oh yeah, by the way, we can charge um, 5% overruns. Don't yeah. don't worry about it. Or well, underruns, but yeah. there's never underruns. Which is, is one thing
1: about that, but it's like, I always love it when they, they bill me that in advance of the product. Right, like, hey, I'm going to order this many, right. and and they bill you. Oh, okay, you want a pro an invoice? Here it is with five percent overages. Well, you haven't printed it yet.
0: Exactly. So. <laughs> right. So, right. Well, I mean, in so many ways, and it was funny because I was at an American Marketing Association uh, conference last week um, called High Five, and it right. was a great conference. And, and I know we're not following the usual thing of question answer yeah. shit on our podcast, <laughs> but I was actually it, it was interesting actually speaking to a group of of Marketing professionals. I mean, these are CMOs, and then also a bunch of creative people. So very different from our industry, um, and it was very interesting because I was talking about our industry in the uh, the session I gave, right. and I said, you know, when I look at our industry, so much there's parts of it that are really bleeding edge, really cutting edge stuff. The way we use merchandise as a vehicle to move the target audience. I mean, there's some really cutting edge stuff we do, but then when I hear things like this, and this is the example I used last week, um, I said, a lot of times I I look at my industry and it's like, it's like being in a madman except nobody's wearing suits and, and there's not kick-ass drinks at lunch. (laughs) We're so, we're so antiquated in what we do. And that's a very antiquated way to look at things that, Hey, gotta have exact quantities. No, I don't go to McDonald's and say, you know, I, I don't I don't say I want two two hamburgers and they say, Well we'll try to get you two. Can't guarantee it. Um might get three, might get one, not sure. Yeah. But you're gonna pay for two. Yeah. And if you get three, you'll get you'll pay for three.
1: Exactly. That, yeah, that's I guess that's it. So yeah. Okay. Well that that was my rant
0: for the day. Okay, so I'm going to talk about something that that vexed me last week with you on Facebook. I've got a Kirby bone to pick. (laughs) I love. Um, Yeah. So your your bride, your lovely bride, posted some sort of funny quiz she took um, about um, that she was hot and spicy or something along those lines, and somehow she is, by the way. Yeah. uh, She oh, piping hot, absolutely. (laughs) Hi, hi, Amy. but somehow in the thread, it started talking about chili. Yeah. Now I've got a real problem with what you're saying about chili. So let me ask you a quick question. Just, I just need a, uh, you know, one word response, please. Does chili have beans or does it not have beans? It
1: does have beans.
0: Okay. So yes. here's the problem I've got. It does not have beans. When you why did you ask me? <laughs> because I wanted to draw myself off sides and you fed right into my plan um so here's, here's hey train uh so here's the thing true chili is not made with beans i grew up in texas chili does not have beans beans are filler and when you introduce beans into a chili it's not chili any longer it's a stew okay No, that's not the – that's not the response. It's not the response I want, Kirby. Our audience demands you to retort and tell me why I'm wrong.
1: You know, I think you grew up in in Texas and it explains a lot about what's wrong with you. But what I would also say is that, you know, there are different traditions in different parts of the country. And the way I grew up, there were beans and chili and it adds texture and it adds protein. I don't know. It also adds, um, you know, music – in my house later in the evening, it's awesome.
0: Okay, now see, now we're all uncomfortable because you're talking about gaseous human emissions, <laughs> and nobody really wanted to hear about that. Oh, yeah, nobody you're right, really wanted, bro. about that. All right, well, I'd like to hear from everybody else. Does chili have beans or not have beans? Because I've had this conversation with a friend before, and he had a very interesting comment. Because I always said if chili has beans, it's a stew. Okay, and he and he always said chili without beans is a condiment. So that was the argument he and I had. All right, so all right interesting. Let, let's hear it from the unscripted people out there. You know, you know I want to hear from them on this? I bet has an interesting take on this. Who's that? That'd be Harvey Mackler. I want Harvey Mackler to tell me, does chili have beans or not have beans? Okay,
1: all right, I like that. You know who else I think would have a great take on this? Who's that? The experts in kitchen products at Bay State.
0: You know, that's exactly, exactly. what I was going to say. So there's no better way to serve up your chili and with a kitchen product from Bay State. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Got that nice logo on there. Nice, easy pouring chili. And it's got they've got all sorts of, of, of products to help you prepare your chili. It's not even about serving the chili. It's preparing the chili. So, again, if you want great kitchen products, the best kitchen products in the industry, there's really no other place to go to than BayState.com.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, bro.
0: Well, hey, this was fun, man. Always is, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking next week. Promo Corner Petrie out. Well, hey, real quick, congratulations, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it, and uh, I I look forward to doing some uh, great things with a really great team over at Promo Corner. All
1: right, man. See ya.
0: Yep. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.